Hey guys, Dr. LeHue, thank you for joining me again for another video and today we're talking about the uh, concept of taking back your marriage and uh, we're looking at the book by uh, William Doherty, uh, Take Back Your Marriage, Sticking Together in a World That Pulls Us Apart and we're just taking this book apart and uh, just unpacking it for you. I realize you may be you know, just listening on your way to work or uh, uh, doing other things and just listening. So uh, not everybody has time to sit down and read, um, you know, all the time. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about um, this concept of taking back your marriage. And basically this, this chapter begins with the idea that, uh, you know, you get in a canoe and you start paddling down the river. And um, as you become more and more engaged with the environment around you and you start to look at the trees and you pay attention to the the beauty of your surroundings. If you're not careful, uh, you may not realize it, but the river has a current of its own and the river is going to pull you in the direction it wants to pull you. And the same thing kind of happens in our marriages. You know, when you start off in, in your marriage, start off dating, you uh, that person is front and center in your mind. They're front and center in your attention, your attention, and everything else in life is in the background. All you can think about is being with each other and spending time together. And it's kind of like when you launch that canoe out into the water, into the river. You know, at first it's very exciting and you're full of energy and you're splashing water and it's, it's a lot of fun. But then, you know, at some point, um, if you're not careful uh, and you're not working at it, the river will start to pull you in the direction it wants you to go. And sadly, in our day and age, the the culture in which we live in is not very encouraging to marriages people have the idea that if you really want to be happy in life you need to keep your options open and marriage is all about making commitment it's all about saying that you're going to be there through thick and thin no matter what and so the current of our culture is pulling us in a direction that is not helpful to our marriages and if we don't take responsibility and we're not aware and we don't take action and we don't have a strategic master plan for our marriages then we may find ourselves uh, being pulled down river downstream and maybe even to dangerous waters and it can happen without us paying attention that's the whole point is we're not paying attention we're not making marriage a priority in our life um, that person that used to be front and center has moved to the background of life and everything else is moved up to front and center. If you are a parent, then there's a good chance that your kids may occupy the front and center position in your family. And so all the attention is given to being an engaged, active parent. <clears throat> and so maybe attention isn't given to being the supportive husband or wife. In fact, you know, if the children if the spouse relationship, the marriage relationship, hasn't been rewarding and you don't feel like you're getting the response that you would like from your spouse, then it's not uncommon for an individual to then focus all of their energy and attention, or you should say <clears throat> maybe their best energy and their best attention to the children because the the idea or the thinking is well my wife doesn't appreciate me like she should or my husband doesn't appreciate me like he should but 
So I'll cuddle up close to the kids and give them a lot of attention and give them my best energy and maybe then they'll give me back that attention that I desire or that friendship that I desire. And this isn't healthy for the marriage and it isn't healthy for the, the children. It isn't healthy for you as a parent. Husband and wife should be a team working together. Um, often the children, you know, are kind of like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. You know, they're always looking for a weakness in the fence, a vulnerability that they can uh, manipulate. And if mom and dad are not a good solid foundation and on a sharing a strong foundation, the kids will quickly pick that up that they can get what they want um, by working parents against each other. But in reality, that's not what they want. Kids want a stable, loving home. And you're gonna give them that when you guys are on the same page, working together, um, paddling upstream, you might say. Because our culture, to have a healthy marriage, you're gonna be going against the flow. The norm of our culture is for people to recycle marriages, is for them is for people to be married for a while, doesn't really work out, I'm not feeling it anymore, this person's getting hard to live with, and so and so we get in this consumer mentality, and I think this book is really helpful in pointing out that consumer mentality that sometimes couples fall into. You know, the one relationship that never changes in our lives is we remain a constant consumer, and we move, you know, from one company to the next, or products, and think of like the typical Disney vacation, you know, we pay for it and then we expect to be treated with a certain level of, uh, um, you know, a certain level of respect. And um, when we don't receive that kind of treatment, then we become frustrated consumers. And a lot of married couples, you know, are frustrated consumers. They're asking themselves, do I really feel like I'm getting what I deserve out of this marriage? And so they're kind of doing, you know, running, running tabs. They've got their, their notepad out, you know, and their, and their pen, and they're totaling up for the day. Well, I gave this attention, and I gave this affection, and I gave these words of affirmation, and I, and I uh, you know, didn't say these things. And, and then now let's look here on the other side and tab up what I received. And let's decide if what I received, you know, is in correlation with what I gave. And if I get to the end of enough days where I feel like I gave more than I received, then I got to ask myself, you know, why am I really holding on to this marriage? Why am I really continuing to, uh, um, you know, to, to stay true to this commitment when I'm not getting out of it what I feel like I deserve? And so you go to a therapist or you go to a counselor, and sadly, even some Christian counselors or some church leaders, and, you know, um, like is mentioned in this book, is they often are the midwives of uh, destruction for a marriage. Um, you know, the therapist um, may not be midwives of divorce, is what, is what uh, the book calls them. Uh, you know, sadly, you know, you may go to somebody who's not a friend of your marriage and isn't necessarily all that keen on marriage and go to them with your problems and rather than them helping you renew your commitment to your marriage, they begin to undermine your marriage and say, well, I wouldn't take that if I were you. I wouldn't sit, I wouldn't sit for that. I, 
I I would uh, I would uh, you know get out of that if I was you. Uh, well, you know they're not you. They didn't make the commitment that you made. And obviously, we're not talking about an abusive, physical abusive, sexually abusive, or you know some relationship like that. I would advise that person to step out of that relationship at least for the time being until we can till the law can decide what you know what's going on but well, I'm just talking about the typical you know the average marriage it's going to have ups and downs and you know you may go to somebody that you think is going to help you a therapist only to find that you know they don't they're a part of the culture they're part of the stream that's going to pull your marriage downstream um so you may not find much help. Um, and part of the problem, too, is, you know, when we get married, um, we kind of showcase the, the, the marriage in front of the community at the wedding. But then that's it. After that, you know, um, who do you really go to as a couple when you have problems? Because most of us were so splintered and fractured from our extended families that you may not have anybody that you can go talk to. And so what you find, what I find as a pastor <clears throat> is couples across the board are having problems, but they don't share those problems with anybody. Instead, what do we put on Facebook? Oh, how great we are. How wonderful things are. How, how happy we are. You know, we, we want to present ourselves as though everything's great. And then all of a sudden, surprise, we're getting a divorce. Surprise, you know, we're breaking up. And many couples are struggling simultaneously in parallel with each other, but not getting help from each other, not, not able to really support one another. Because when you ask them, how are you doing? Oh, everything's fine. But it's not really fine. There's turmoil at home, and uh, they're not getting along and doing well together, but they're not going to share that with anybody. To our own demise, we, we kind of clam up and don't, don't share what's really going on in our life. So, uh, you know, this chapter mentions the importance of rituals, having healthy rituals in a marriage. Like, you know, like when you started dating, you, you maybe, you know, went out to certain restaurants and enjoyed certain activities together. Um, and so the importance of those rituals, the importance of that uh, commitment to one another, the, uh, the importance of that long-term commitment, not just a commitment as long as I'm getting what I want out of this marriage, but a commitment that says, even if I don't, I'm not going to give up uh, because things will turn around. I believe that things will turn around. I believe that things will will improve, especially if you're giving it attention. You know, most of the things in life that we give attention to get better. Just giving it some kind of focus and some kind of attention, but often it's too late, or we think it's too late. Um, we let things go and slide, and um, we procrastinate. And you know, the TV's more important, and the cell phone's more important, and our hobbies are more important. And the one thing that's most important, our family, uh, gets put to the background and everything else gets... And it's not masculine, you know, to care about marriage. At least that's part of our culture, you know, is that, oh, that's something ladies care about. You know, wives care about marriages. But guys, we're not concerned with that. You know, it's not manly to, uh, to talk about marriage and how's your marriage doing. And, um, you know, that's something for... Uh, uh, for a certain kind of guys, but most guys, we don't, you know, we're not going to talk and think about these things. Yet, your wife is your most important uh, person in your life. And if your wife and your husband, you know, are miserable, uh, your marriage is going to be miserable. And it's going to become that way if you don't give it attention and don't focus the attention that it deserves. And then being in supportive community with other 
couples, uh, whether that be in your church family or your extended family or something, there needs to be some that that we're we're resisting this cultural force for consumer marriage together. We are embarking on a challenge to be present to our marriage, present to our homes, um, committed to our family, committed to our spouse, and we are going to give our marriages the attention that they deserve and need. And that's the strategy. That's the beginning point of of, uh, helping your marriage. Um, So the commitment that we need has to be a long-term commitment, not just a commitment for now. Well, you know, um, that kind of commitment's not going to to make it over the long haul. Just, I'm committed as long as things are going good for me, or I'm committed as long as I'm getting what I want out of this marriage. Um, you know, there has to be a deeper commitment than that. Uh, I thought this idea was good here, is that we kind of have a critical eye on our spouse all the time after we've been married a while. You know, judging what they're saying, judging what they're doing, judging how they're saying it, and then, you know, saying, you know, I'm not sure as a consumer, I'm not, I'm not really sure as a consumer, I'm happy with the product that I've purchased here. And I don't mean purchased in a, I mean, that's just kind of the thinking is I'm not sure I'm really happy with my, with this person that's in the canoe with me. You know, I don't know whether they're given their fair share. I feel like I'm doing all the heavy lifting and this person's just, you know, taking it easy and taking, taking it for granted. So, well, why not just cast out that, you know, boat member, that boat mate, and just get a new one? And again, that's what our culture's doing. But then we find that as we merry-go-round on the marriage merry-go-round is the next person we marry to, guess what? They're a consumer too. Um, And so we've got to break this consumer mentality and say, you know, bottom line is, I'm not, I didn't marry this person to get a good deal. I married this person to share my life with and to share their life with me. And there, there's going to be times when uh, we're going to face challenges together. And the challenge are, is going to be each other. And if we can tap into a greater source of love than just the kind of love our culture talks about, you know, if we can tap into that deeper source of love, and I, I've done a video um, on love called Will uh, My Marriage Last? And I encourage you to check that video out about the three different types of love. If I, if I can tap into a greater source of love than just what I can drum up or what I feel like they deserve, then maybe we can make it through some of these challenges that we're going to face as a couple. Um, so, commitment, um, community with others. Um, and then recognizing, you know, that I didn't just buy a product and I'm going to decide if I'm happy. I'm not giving a Yelp review, you know, to see if, but I'm a citizen of a new nation. And I don't mean that, you know, like the way Christians talk about it. I mean, your marriage is like a new family and it's a new home and you're citizens of that home. And, uh, as citizens, you've made a commitment and you're making a commitment daily. You're making a commitment to be present to that new home. So it's an intentional process of shared maintenance and renewal uh, in your, in your, to your home. 
So if everybody's just doing what's best for themselves for the moment, you know, what's best for yourself is to be committed to this, is to, to get to the end of your life at 70, 80, 90 years old and have made it 50 years plus, raised a family and made it through all those, weathered all those storms. And that's the best view of your life, the best goal for your life. But in the middle of a crisis or in the middle of problems or pain, you may forget that and just feel like, do I feel like I'm getting what I want out of this right now? And there's a good chance the answer to that is going to be no at times. But if you can remain committed to that initial commitment and value that, you can make it through and weather those, those difficult storms when they come. Now, some of the challenges that will happen to marriage are just things like boredom. You know, or illness or sickness or, um, you know, there's a lot of different challenges that can come. Um, we want to be mindful and focused on our relationship so that it doesn't drift. We want to be committed for the long haul rather than just for, well, what's best for me right now. And we want to, it's kind of like your health, you know. I mean, people that are healthy are committed to their health. Permanently, They're not just committed for, well, I'm going to go on a diet for three weeks and see what happens. You know what happens is you gain all that weight back. People that are healthy live a lifestyle of health. They've made a decision and they make a daily choice to follow that commitment. And people that have healthy marriages are people that have made a lifetime commitment and they daily make decisions based on that commitment. You can't just say, well, I'm going to give this three weeks and see what happens. I'll give it three weeks and see if they change. That's not, that, at the end of the day, that's not going to turn your marriage around. That's a short-term commitment. Short-term commitments are great, like jumper cables to get your engine started. But you got to have an engine, and that engine's got to be a long-term commitment that the goal I have for this marriage is not that we just get along for three weeks. The goal I have for this marriage is that we make it over the long haul that we grow closer and closer together and we share life together. And we want to build um, our home in community rather than just in isolation. You know, share our lives with, with our family and share our lives with the greater community around us. So hopefully this helps in our ongoing pursuit and study and learning what it means to love and be loved in return. Uh, I hope you'll continue to join me as we go through this study together on how to be present to our marriages, be present to life. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe. I'm glad you're on this journey with me. And let's continue to, uh, to grow together to be the husbands and wives that uh, we were created to be. Thank you and God bless.